authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America, the United Kingdom, Canada, my friends in Australia, and those of you that are listening on the islands, both the Caribbean and the Virgin Islands. Hi, this is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and tonight we have a topic that has been, I guess, at the forefront of a lot of your emails. I've gotten just tons and tons over the last few weeks of uh, letters. I don't know what the heck happened on Valentine's Day, but obviously it wasn't too hot. Because for whatever reason, whatever intent and purpose, I have had more people um, contact me in the last few weeks than in the last few months dealing with uh, messing up relationships, be it by intent or by accident, be it because of infidelity, neglect, you just took somebody for granted. Some, Even some people are actually dealing with the guilt of losing someone because uh, they passed on and, and they didn't get a chance to fix some things that were definitely broken. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You can't all strike a match, but what you can do is not burn down the rest of the house. And if that's something that you're interested in, I would tell you right now would be a good time to go get a pen and paper out. It would be a good time for you to put aside your selfish need to just get somebody back in your life when, um, you know, when it's appropriate, not when you want them to come back. One of the main reasons we have an issue with repairing broken relationships is that we don't understand the damage we've done. We look at someone else as if they are a robot or not human. Some people actually have the gall to get mad. Others put religion in it. Uh, one thing that disgusts me when I watch couples go through, even in my office or just those that call when I'm doing a television or a radio program um, or just mail that I get from fans, they, they all ask this question, Doc, you know, what can I do? You know, the the Bible says that you shouldn't get a divorce. The Bible also says that love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't, love does not bear a grudge. It also says, how long can two walk together? At least they both agree, right? It also says a house divided will never stand. While you're getting spiritual, read the whole book, why don't you? It is, uh, it's a shame. And, and I'm not just saying in the Christian religion. My uh, Islamic brothers and sisters, my Hindu brothers and sisters, those of you that practice Buddhism, and those ag- those of you that are just simply agnostics, you cannot expect someone to continually tolerate your insensitivity, your bad attitude, uh, your lack of emotional intelligence, and then when you decide to start appreciating them, is only after they have had enough of your stuff and told you, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I cannot take your crap. I refuse to allow you to ignore me, to talk to me like I have a tail between my legs, to take for granted the fact that I'm sitting here letting you drive my car while you pick me up late. I'm giving you money, that, uh, and you won't even use my money to buy me a gift, but you will use my money to spend on someone else. Seldom do you stop to think that the way that you see it is, uh, you know, there's probably some other options out there in perception. So the way you see it isn't the only way things can be perceived, nor is it the only way that things should be done. And all of this comes to you when? It comes to you in hindsight 
after you've done the fool and hurt somebody. Now, I'm not sitting here acting like I have never messed up, so don't write me any letters. I'll be the first to tell you that um, if you looked up the picture uh, self-centered, I know about a decade or so ago you probably would have found my picture or at least somewhere on the page. took me having to experience the things that I did to other people to have them come back to me, it took me actually getting to a point where I put all of my trust in someone to have it betrayed by someone whom I thought was a friend. Uh, it took me when I was younger, you know, when I got married, people will ask me all the time, well, Doc, you're a relationship expert. Why aren't you married? Well, let me give you a quick answer to that question. I learned that love is nothing to play with. Uh, but when I got a divorce, the reason I got a divorce, my wife cheated on me. You know, that's exactly why I got a divorce. And the second time I tried marriage, it happened again. I was like, okay, wait a minute here. And after so long, I had to stop and look at myself and say, well, you know, why why did that happen? What was your contribution to it? Now, I'm not telling some of you, because I know just me saying that, some of you are going to start justifying your behavior. That's not why I'm saying this. What I'm saying is, we have to take a moment, slow everything down, kind of like in, um, there was this show that used to come on back in the day called I Love Lucy. And Lucy and this character, Ethel, were working in this chocolate shop, and the conveyor belt was just just hurling these chocolates down the belt, just almost like a runaway train, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And she started trying to eat a few of them so she could keep up. And after a while, the belt kept speeding up, and she got to this point where she couldn't consume enough chocolate to make up for what was going on. And that's what's going on right now with some of you. You're, you've been in this situation with someone, someone that came to the table sincere, transparent, and open. You came to the table, and I'm not going to say that you did this with intent, but you came to the table with your guards up. You came to the table still hurt, still angry, still embittered by something that happened that this person probably didn't even do to you, but you took it out on them. Now, there are two ways to hurt people. One way, obviously, is to have some type of presentation in your behavior, be it indifference, callousness, rude, crude, or we can go slide down the even further down into the pit where you actually cheated on them and slept with their mama. Well, I hope you didn't do that because that's the case. They got a ratchet mama and you done lost your damn mind. But, you know, you did something that was out of line, right? Or it could just be the other end of the bell curve where just through oblivion you – you're so far in the dark, you don't even know what happened to this day. You don't know why your husband or your wife just said, you know what, I can't do this with you anymore. And, and people get hurt for different reasons. And so to, what I want to first start out is uh, I want to say this. No one is purely perfect, so don't, that's not an excuse for you. And no one is purely bad, and everyone, including you, carries their own pain, pain influences the decisions that you make. Now, this I, I'm not saying this to you for you to condone being insensitive and to condone you being thoughtless and selfish at times. We all do it. I'm, you know, none of us are perfect. And, again, I'll be the first to say I'm doggone sure I'm not perfect, but that doesn't excuse what we end up producing, because here's the, here's the issue. When someone gets to a point where they see your unloving actions and they let go of the way that you intended things to work out, and, and this, this is this way, no matter the origin of your problem, you know, if the origin of your problem was, you, you know, you cheated on them, you didn't feed the cat, you know, or, or you were just, you didn't give them enough hugs, you didn't say I love you, whatever the hell the problem 
was that the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, that really doesn't matter. But what does matter is this. You have to first, responsibility for your actions. Now, how do you do that? Because some of you are sitting there right now saying, well, look, I said I'm sorry. That Look here, that is not taking responsibility for your actions. Those are hollowed words. They mean absolutely nothing. You have to put yourself deeper into this person's shoes. You can't, you know, you can't just stand on top of the shoes. And when you put yourself in these in this other person's shoes, naturally they're not your size. You know, for some of you, the shoes are just a little bit too big, and you step in their shoes, and you know, you just can't feel them. So you really don't get it because you don't understand the depth and breadth of this person's need, desire, and hope that they put in you. And for others, you know, you can't get your big egotistical foot in their shoes because your, your ego is so big you can't accommodate someone else yet. But by the time this broadcast goes off this evening, I promise you if you haven't gotten mad at me for calling you out on some stuff, you will probably be able to move past some of your hurt and pain as well as the hurt and pain you inflicted. With that said, let's dig deeper. The first thing that I want you to do is write down what you have been accused of. Write down what this person has pointed out to you. Because many people, I've had people in my office, uh, you know, just over the last 10 years that are so blind to their behavior and they just, their attitude is, you know what, you need to just forgive me so we can move on. No, the hell they don't. They don't owe you anything. If anything, that may be your problem right there. You can't take into full account what you have done. So we're going to do that right now because ain't nobody looking. It's you, myself, that cat or dog that doesn't really like you, but you lay there because you have to feed them. You went and got them and rescued them only to put them through more hell. Okay, hopefully that's not what you did. But the, I want you to write it down. What did they accuse you of? Did they say you were controlling? Did they say that you were abusive? Now, some of you, you know dog well you're abusive, and I'm talking to men and women because you ladies, my dear sisters, I love you. I'm, I'm going to say it like anytime you are, it's so funny. Every time I say that, my producers always send me like this little message like, okay, what the hell are you going to say now? But I'm just going to say first, ladies, gentlemen, I love you, but I'm going to get up in your stuff right now. How can you, if you've done any of this stuff, you are going to have to put in work, Okay. If you stole something from this person, and I'm not just talking about money, if you stole their faith in you. And now what does stealing mean? What when when we look at the word steal, uh stolen or whatever, whichever one you want to use because some of you are still stealing and and have stolen stuff from people that just makes absolutely no sense. But when you, when you look at this stuff, and you had someone uh, put their faith in you, and, it, you know, let's look at the word steal. It means to take without permission or right, okay? And then, and you can steal words. You can steal credit. I, I know some of you right now just got through watching Will Smith's new movie on a bootleg DVD. I wonder what happened to that, because who the hell looks at that? I, never mind. But the the point I'm making is, you cannot breach someone's confidence and expect them to get over that quickly. Some of you, you didn't cheat on nobody, but what, what did you do? They shared something with you that was totally confidential, and you went and told somebody this stuff and made them feel like crap. You embarrassed the hell out of them just because you can't keep Anything out your friend's ear that happened to you, your mother's ear, your cousin, your brother. And right now, look what happened. 
I mean, I just did uh, an episode of Fail Attraction not too long ago, the Jennifer Lewis story. This poor girl was innocent. She didn't do nothing but go to church, read her Bible, and go to school. But she was dealing with some ratchet. I mean, the guy was supposed to be a minister. His butt was double-dipping, you know what I'm saying, going back and forth dealing with this ratchet chick. And what was happening? The ratchet chick that couldn't accept you know, let me move on with my life when it told her brother something. And she never said, well, you know what? I stole this man's gun. I, you know, I broke in his house. I called him, manipulating him. She didn't tell her brother that. She just said, this woman is with my man and I'm hurt. See what I'm saying? This girl wound up dead. So, so what, what have you murdered with your mouth? What have you gone and shared with somebody that, number one, they just their life is more jacked up than yours, so why would you go and put someone in your business? So that's an example of stealing. You stole somebody's faith in you and went and pawned it for little or nothing to somebody that really they gave you. So, you know, when you pawn something, you don't get the full value of it because, one, the broker, the pawnbroker knows that you're, either a crackhead or, you know, you're an emotional crackhead or whatever, and they take full advantage of what you present and offer, and they give you little, if anything, in exchange for it. So some of you have pawned somebody's trust. Other people, others, and, yes, I'm talking to and about you, you were trusted with something like somebody's child, somebody's, credit, you know, something that someone worked their butt off to get, even a job. But no, you had to go calling up this person's job with this stupid stuff. Yeah, you. Why would you call somebody's job? Well, you Look, you can't. Why are you hanging up on me? I'm at work, fool. I mean, why? You can't do that. And you wondering why they can't forgive you, you call somebody their job. Others, you've called somebody their reputation. Why? All because you mad. You call someone getting evicted. You, you know, you couldn't lower your voice. Why do you have to scream at the top of your lungs when you talk to somebody and your justification for it is you mad? Grow your, I can't say it, my producer's like, please, tonight, could you just not do it? Okay, I won't. Grow your ass up. You should not. I'm sorry, I can't help it. There's no other way to put it. Stop. You don't call somebody they, their house, their job, their reputation. Why? Because you don't have your life together enough. So, and, and, and this is even worse. If you also have your life together, why would you mess up somebody else's life because you're crazy enough not to value your own hard work. But more than likely what took place is you don't value your work, so why would you value someone else's? And then for those of you that went and said to someone, I love you, you're my man, you're my woman, whatever you said, you bought it, and, and you better not have moved in together or bought a ring and especially you folk that have gotten married, I'm, I'm going to make you go get your own switch. Why would you take someone's trust and, and take vows before a crowd of two, 300 people, 10 people? I don't care if it's just a little drive through wedding chapel, a little white boy that's in there that married you while y'all was sitting in the car. Whatever it was you did, and you're going to go do that and betray this person's trust because not only now are you dealing with the fact that they, again, they put their everything into you. And you, for less of a reason, continually disrespected them by going and doing something strange for some change or whatever it was you did, and you wonder why this person is hurt. So back to the premise, look at what you wrote on that paper. Did we leave something out, perhaps? See, it's not just the cheating. It's not just the betrayal. It's not just the deception that you have to work on to get this person to forgive your butt. You have to first own what you did, which is the next thing I'm bringing to your attention. 
People cannot even begin to converse with you until they feel that you understand the full measure of what you have robbed them of, how, and and, and I'm going to make this thing even better for you. Do you know it's not just your betrayal that's bothering them? What else is bothering them? You better not change the dial right now. Put your hand down. Sit down. Listen to this show. I see you didn't know I could see you. I know, and I can read your mind. You're just thinking, I don't want to hear this. That's the same thing she said. Same thing you said. Duh, really? Well, if you're listening to this program and you want to get this person you say you love back, I think you need to sit your behind down and take some notes right now, okay? So let's do that, folks. This is not supposed to be a walk in the park. As a matter of fact, no one told you to go and, and, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. You better not be over 50 because, man, you got to have a law. You, you need to talk to me and Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But if you are like 25 I get it. 25, you think you know life. You don't know nothing. You're just getting started. So listen to this, and you will not be miserable the rest of your life, okay? If you are like between 30 and 35 and you listen to this, your butt knew better, but we're going to help you fix it. If you are between 40 and 50 years old, child, please sit your raggedy ratchet self down and let's get you together because if not, you're going to be that person up at, over there in, at somebody's house in that back room or at the nursing home while people be calling up there talking about, how's he doing? That fool ain't dead yet. You know what I mean? So let's not let that be you. Now, he, back to what I'm telling you. Once you look at what's on that paper, is that all of it? I mean, let's think now. Is that all of it? Because, see, your actions or the tip of an iceberg was really the problem isn't just your betrayal. It's the fact that everybody knew but this person you hurt. You know, one of the biggest reasons why people have a hard time forgiving folks is they feel so stupid because they feel like everybody knew it but me. Now, that's another dimension because that's called embarrassed. To what extent did you embarrass this person? And who in front of, did you embarrass them in front of their friend? I'll give you a good example. You go do something, and you disrespect the person in front of their mama, their daddy. Come on, really? Did they spend their money for you to go get a car, go take some trip somewhere? You know, they paid off some bills for you. And what did you do? How did you pay them back? By doing what? Being disrespectful? You couldn't even make whatever about them that day. You forgot their doggone birthday. You forgot your anniversary. Now, here's the last straw. For those of you that have put your hands on somebody, you are lucky you are not sitting your butt up in jail right now. You know better. And women, I'm talking to you too. I've seen women, I was looking, I was speaking at this church, and it's really funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. And I showed a video of this uh, rather large sister whooping this man. And I'm not going to lie, he started it, but she finished it. And this little girl says, Mama, Mama. And she says, no, not at this time. <laughs> Never mind. You just have to see that video. But the point I'm making is some things are much harder to get past than others. Like you didn't knock somebody's teeth out. Or you, and I'm going to give you the worst. This this is I don't know if this is as bad as putting your hands on somebody. But when you get somebody arrested, you put something out on the internet all because you mad. Do you know whatever you say about somebody on the internet is going to always be there? Did you know that criminal record that you cause someone to get is going to always be there? So what is it? And to what extent did you do what you did? Now, I want you to remember something. No matter what, no matter how much this person is mad at you, this is working for you and against you. You are still connected to them in some way. (laughs) Those of you that have children with somebody, no matter how much 
they or you don't like them, you're, you're going to always be connected. Ask me how I know. Let's count to three. One, okay, I guess you figured it out. But the point I'm making is because of this connection, you have to remind yourself that because they appear to be separating themselves from you, they really can't. And especially those of you that have children together, those of you that took vows together, those of you that own a business together, those of you that have been uh, intimate and sexual for a minute. And what's happening with this person is that you have created, yes, you did it, you created a past memory that's far bigger than any present experience that this person could focus on, even if that present experience is with you. So now, what do we do? How can we do this, and how can we get past it? Oh, by the way, uh, hey, guys, we're not taking a break tonight. I'm going to go through with this because uh, we have right now right under 3 million people listening to this show right now. So um, the the experience that I'm going to refer to is this. As you look at this situation, I want you to remember why, that you have been in a situation like this or that you know somebody close to you that has. And how did you see them hurt? Did, did you see your mother or your father or your child or a close friend, and did you see how they sat in a room, lost weight, couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, you know, sitting there looking like a shaved chicken, not taking care of themselves because someone broke their heart. I'm going to tell you something, dear one. It takes a whole lot less energy to love people than it does to stay angry and hold a grudge. Now, the the thing I want you to ask yourself is, do you remember why you loved this person? Because until you can come in contact with why this person really married to you, because some of you folks, you don't even really want forgiveness. You want to control somebody. And the fact that they've uh, cut the puppet master strings that you were holding on, and now you want them back. When the truth is, you some of you don't even want these people back. You're just upset with the fact they kicked your butt to the curb. And if that's the case right now, you need to leave this person alone. Right now, if what matters more to you is them coming back home and being in the house and living with you, if that matters more to you, then you sincerely understanding how you hurt them, they don't need to come back to you. I'm going to repeat that again because that's so good. I'm going, to, I'm going to have to listen to this show. Not that I have those issues anymore, but I'm going to say it again. If your objective is much more focused on getting baby daddy, baby mama back in the house, getting them drawers back off, uh, getting your car note or your rent paid, or just trying to save face because your family members are going, y'all just got married. Y'all just got you Didn't you just move in? Y'all just had a baby. Okay, cool. But are you more concerned with how things look than how they are? Because if that's the case, you really don't need to fix this. But if you are sincerely concerned about healing the wounds that you have caused this person, you really need to get ready to start writing some stuff down now. Now, I just made the statement. I said, do you remember why you love them? Because, see, love, real love, authentic love, is about forgiveness. The first person you have to forgive is yourself because they can't forgive you until you forgive you. I've had many people come into my office, and they've sat there, and the person that they hurt, you know why they couldn't let go of it? Because the person that did it kept bringing it up over and over again. Oh, I am so sorry, boo. I didn't mean to. I mean, why do you keep doing that? Is there some sick part of you that you got to keep reminding somebody of what you did to them? Or did they do something to you and you got them back and this is your little way of always taking a knife and twisting it a little bit? But if you will really love 
this person enough to first remember why you love them and then forgive yourself for what you did. And then stop talking about forgive me. Stop it. Now it's time for your actions to speak louder than your words because here's the truth. You may forget what I say, but you will never, ever, ever forget what I have done. It is much harder for someone to doubt your actions than it is for them to doubt your words. I'm going to say that again. It is much harder to doubt for someone to doubt your words, I mean your actions, than your words. And this is the first step. All relationships are based on one thing, trust. Instead of blaming yourself, you need to really sit down and understand what you did. That's rule number one. What did you do? And you and write it down. Write the, and I'm going to give some examples because there are some people out here that are just freaking clueless, and I'm going to give you an example. If you – and I'm going to go to the old one, lady, gentleman, it doesn't matter because both genders do ignorant stuff. So I'm going to go to both extremes of the bell curve and show you how to really get a good look at what you're doing. If you cheated on this person, write down how long you had been doing it, okay? Now, write down the circumstances that you concocted to cover up your nastiness, you little freaky devil, you, what was it, where were you at? Were you in the parking garage at work bobbing for apples, or were you checking into the about hour motel, or were you uh, playing around with your boss or your secretary? I mean, where were you? How many times did this person text you or call you, and you either hit the ignore button or you kept on, you laying up there in your birthday suit, getting your freak on, and talking to this person while this other person is doing whatever to you. You got on your mask and, and your costumes or whatever. But is that what you did? Write it down. Write down who all were your co-conspirators. Was it your mama? Some of y'all got some ratchet parents and, and siblings and aunts and uncles that, uh, you can use my house, you can use my apartment, you can use my car. Write that down, too. Write down whose money you spent to do your little deeds. Was it all your money? Was it money out the family account? Did you go get a new bank account or a credit card that this person didn't know about? Write that down. See, now all of a sudden, if you're being honest, it wasn't just you cheated. You see all this other stuff you did? You had your, you had your little ratchet friends involved. You were concealing stuff, deceiving, lying, playing games. Now let's say you didn't go and take your drawers off and do nothing weird. Okay, maybe you didn't. But you were some type of phone going through, purse going through, uh, you didn't put a low jack on somebody's car or whatever, a tracking device. You aren't looking through their phone bill, their briefcase, and the person didn't do nothing, but they just sick of your insecurities. Or let's say you some loud mouth control freak. Every time you look up, uh, the person was telling you, are you that damn insecure and jealous? What are you complaining about? What the, I mean, it, was that who you were? Maybe you didn't cheat, but you were so negative and and dependent then smothering the hell out somebody. Then who wants to be around some somebody it's it's almost like your hands and turned into cups and you always begging for a dollar and instead of asking for money you asking for emotional validation. You know, you a spiritual uh hobo. Is that who you turn into? Well, I mean I actually had a, a man sniffing this woman's panties and stuff, going through the dirty clothes. And I and if you're listening, I'm glad you ain't my client no more because you were kind of weird, bro. But but the point I'm making is is that what you were doing? And you ladies do it too now. Y'all sniffing shirts. Come on, now that ain't that ain't cologne. That's perfume. Child, please. 
You know, the man works with a woman that wears Estee Lauder. You can smell that stuff through a steel door, and it stinks, don't it? Who the hell wears Estee Lauder now? If, if, if any of y'all are wearing that, please throw that mess away. Please. That's, that's ugh. God, that stuff, make, that stuff smell like weed mixed with charcoal. <laughs> but anyway, the point I'm making is you don't have to cheat on nobody for folks to get sick of you. I know for a fact, and I'll be the first to say, I dated a woman that could not control her emotions. I mean, I don't think this woman cheated on me. I wasn't cheating on her, but her insecurities and uh, stalking people on Facebook and stalking people um, on LinkedIn and going through clothes or phones, I was like, baby girl, look here, you know what? I think that you need to not ever, 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 ever drink anything or do you need some meds to get the hell away from me. I mean, really, that's how I felt. And if that's how you treated somebody, who the hell – I actually have had people say stuff to me like the, that the person they were with would follow them. Now, why are you following somebody? Why are you showing up at somebody's job and sitting out in the parking lot to see if they go on to lunch with somebody? And, I mean, you know – Half the people that your spouse or boyfriend or fiancé or girlfriend works with are of the opposite sex. Duh, you big dummy, you. People have to work with people of the opposite sex. And then let's go to the middle. Let's say you didn't stalk nobody, and let's say you didn't cheat on them. But you were so indifferent, you never said thank you. You didn't open a car door. You weren't polite. You never recognized them for anything they did. You never inspired them when they achieved something. You didn't give them a pat on the back. Why the hell are you there? Who needs to be in a relationship with a ghost? Who needs to be in a relationship with an inanimate object? You need to go back to having your boyfriend in the drawer next to your bed. Or, you know, fellas, you need to go back to playing pool and hanging out with a uh, Sweet Willie and Bobby them because nobody needs to be in a relationship just to feel like nobody gives a hoot and all alone. Now, here's the thing. If by chance you realize, and I'm telling you, you are very sincere. Now, we ain't playing. You understand that what you did was just straight up whack. And that all of what I just described is whack. You heard me? Here's the first thing you do. Write down, just like what I said, the full extent of your behavior. And give that note to the other person. I'm talking about handwriting. Don't do no text message. See, that's another thing that messes folks up. When you text people, they can't look you in the eye. They can't hear a tone or a pitch in your voice. And if somebody ain't ready to talk to you yet, don't be bothering people. Give people time to get over what you have done because that is still you being a control freak. No, I want you to forgive me now. I mean, really? Come on. Give people time. You know, and I don't want to say this to men and women. Just because they ain't talking to you, that doesn't mean that they're doing what you did, huh? Isn't it funny? You, most bullies the one thing they don't want is someone doing to them what they did to somebody else. If that's you, just look straight ahead and say amen quietly. But that, you know what I'm saying? Write down what you did and the full extent. Now, I'm going to tell you how that helps you. Yes, you will be burning bridges that you should have never built in the first doggone place, right? I mean, if you go do this right, you're going to say, you know what, Junior was letting me use his apartment. My sister was keeping our child while we while I was meeting this man. Or, you know, the trip out of town for work, okay, yeah, I did sleep with my boss or my secretary or whatever. Tell it all. Now, what does that mean? Yes, that means you need to get rid of your secretary after that. Yes, that means you probably should change jobs. Yes, that means that your cousin will not be welcome over to the house. Yes, that means that they can't trust your ratchet mama no more. But which matters more to you, the person that you say you love, the person that you say you need, 
the person you made vows with, some of you, the person you got down on one knee and pulled the Kanye West, okay, you didn't do it at Candlestick Park, you just did it at the park. You know, she wasn't Kim Kardashian, but her name was Kim, spelled with a Y. I mean, whatever it is, you went through all this trouble. And, and again, if you are married, cohabitate, and have children involved, you need to do this. Even if they don't forgive you, you need to do this just because your butt ought to know better. And the only way you can break certain behaviors is to pay the piper. So part of getting someone's trust back is demonstrating to them that you are trustworthy. And the only way to do that is to come clean. I think it says, you know, the truth will set you free. Amen. Right? After you tell this person the truth, hopefully they won't do an Al Green and throw no grits on you or nothing. Um, you know, they won't slap the hell out of you or, or go take your car and, um, you know, drive it into a building or nothing like that. But the thing that I'm saying is, you have to be patient after you do this. People need, because it's not going to just be, oh, okay, you told me the truth. I forgive you. Come here, I'm going to give you some. That ain't the way that works. Matter of fact, if they kind of don't speak to you for a couple of weeks, that may be a good sign that you may be able to get forgiven and get back with them. But if they just say, okay, after you give them that, I'd be sleeping with one eye open because if you're married to some folk, you know, they're going to get you back. They'd be like, oh, really? So that's what you did. Oh, no, it's cool. Next thing you know, you get up the next day, they done poured a little bit of honey in your drawers and then put some red ants in your car. You see where that's going, right? You're going to have a real jacked-up ride to work, and the problem will not be the traffic. Anyway, so after you do that, be patient and be ready to sacrifice, which means this person may ask you a thousand and one questions. But again, remember, you're the one went and did the food. And don't be that immature child person that's like, well, but you remember when you? No, that doesn't work. You answer the questions and sit down. I don't care if you get, I don't care if you get as nervous as a whole in church. You sit there. And and answer those questions. Well, yeah, this is okay. Well, I did it fifty five times. I'm gonna tell you something. I got a frat brother named Montel Jordan. You remember? This is how we do it. That dude. Anyway, Montel had to sit and talk to his wife and tell her about all these indiscretions that happened when his career was like peaking. And his wife went to church, and God told her stay with him, and they have a marriage right now that is so beautiful. I mean, really. And this dude learned his lesson. But see, the reason his path got cleared is he came fully clean. He didn't get partially clean. He got zest clean. Okay, that was corny. But you know what I'm getting at. So after you confess and after you realize, you know what, if I put myself in this person shoes. Hell, I wouldn't trust me either. Now, you need to do this. Stop and think about your actions. Look at the patterns that you created. You know, look at them. Like, you know, you got an extra pair of drawers in the car, that kind of stuff, right? Or you will mess around so much that now we got an apartment together, or you were just so um, mean and disrupted. But you were looking at I was just the one to get on the Look at your parents. And the next time you come to person, and the problem is this and this is this. And so go to see what they're looking at, because this is. The other thing that I want you to do is think about the cost of your behavior. How did that transpire? And what did it cost? You know, you can't, you were coming home late. 
You get out of work four o'clock. You come home at nine or ten. Or if you're dealing with somebody that's crazy, you've actually had the nerve to bring your butt home the next day. You know, stop and just really play this thing out and and look at, okay, what did I do? How did I do it? How did I act? What did I say? What were these things that slipped through the cracks on me? And these these people that you were dealing with looked, at this set of circumstances from across the room and saw everything that you did, and that's was your significant other's friends, your significant other's relatives. What happened? How did you make your the love of your life look to other people? Because not only do you have to convince this person that it's not going to be round two, same old, same old. You need to convince this person that, you know, I have learned from my mistakes. It is time for a change. I am not going to do this again. You have to convince this person that I know that I can look at myself now and say to myself, this is a new you. This is a new me. I want to create some new memories. I don't want to keep reminding you of the old memories that we had. Because if I keep doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome, really? Now, those of you that cohabitate, those of you that are married, those of you that uh, I don't know what the hell is wrong with some of you people, but if you were dating somebody that just has dogged you out and moved somebody up in their house or whatever the hell, you know, something like that, and you go back to them, I personally think that you got a loose screw. But if you are so trusting that you want the dog to bite you again, you try it, but I promise you there's a 90% chance that damn dog is going to bite you again. So here's for those of you that have really done the fool more than once, more than twice, and this is your third strike. You know, you you gave your wife or your man DD. That's an old term, DD. (laughs) For those of you that don't know what DD is, that's an STD or venereal infection. But the point I'm making is this. You need to go get tested. Yes, I said go get tested and come back and show that your significant other, you can touch me in my privates again and I ain't got the cooties. You know, you got to go do that. Second thing you need to do is give them full access to your your email, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Pinterest, your Ouija board, whatever the hell it is, your backpack. They need access. To you, and and don't get mad when they call you on it. And I'm gonna tell you something else. Don't you dare go give somebody access to all this stuff, then be trifling enough to create another Facebook page. Because if you do that, I'm gonna choke you, and I don't even know you. Well, I know you because you and I talk every week. But the point is, I'm sending some folk to your house because that is that's just trifling. So when you become an open door, don't have a back door where you're still doing your sneakiness. You heard me? Don't be baddie, baddie, sneaky. That's not a good thing. Now, the next thing, limit your time away. You can't do this mess anymore where you win somebody back and here your butt goes, because this time you may not be doing nothing. But remember what I told you earlier? I said you need to write down your patterns. What did it look like? There's this thing in the Bible where it says the appearance of sin is worse than sin itself. What the hell did it look like? Okay, you get off at four. You coming home at eight or nine. Now, I get it. You you need a break, sir, ma'am. I get it. You need a break. Have your mate, your significant other, your spouse meet you there. Just tell them, you know what, I don't feel like going to the crib 
Can you get a babysitter? Because you already know last time my sister was watching the kids while I was doing ratchetness. So I know you don't want the kids over there with my sister. So can you drop them or we'll pay somebody to watch the baby or whatever? But why don't you come meet me and let's have a couple of cocktails. You know, let this person see you are a different person. And if they say, no, you go ahead, don't you keep your crazy butt out to no 9 o'clock. You have one or two cocktails or play one round of dominoes or cards. After, go sit up under the tree by the little Asian stuff in the neighborhood. That's only for black folks in Houston. Well, maybe in other parts of America, too. Why in the hell do we do that, by the way? I don't understand. Take your butt home and play dominoes. But (laughs) nonetheless, don't take for granted this person's trust anymore. Show them some respect and bring your behind home and be and, and here's the thing. Don't let your apology be all words. Be genuine. Go out of your way. Do not try to I'm, I'm gonna tell you this is a big one. Do not use these words when you apologize. But or if only in your apology. Because you know what but means? But means the hell with everything I said before the word but. Give an example. Baby, you really look good in that dress. But your woman just looked at you and she got that eye out and doing that. You know what I'm saying? Doing that snake neck with the hand on the hip. Don't say but. Don't say, you know, I wouldn't have done this if only. Or another one is don't say I did this because. All that means is you don't mean what the hell you're saying. Don't shift the blame. Take responsibility. If you're going to cry, cry. And, dude, don't be crying just because she don't put your stuff out on the house and got a can of sterno in her hand either, or a fire log. Don't start crying because she bought you them clothes and them tennis shoes and your PlayStation. By the way, another thing, women, if you're dealing with a grown man that likes to play with a PlayStation, something is wrong with you. <laughs> Text me, call me, Facebook me. Do something because you and I really don't don't send me none on Twitter. I do not like Twitter, by the way. You can't say nothing to nobody. You got like a hundred words, and by the time you get a sentence out, it, it cuts you off. Email me on Facebook or, or call the eight eight seven seven five zero eight twenty twenty five eight seven seven five zero eight twenty twenty five extension one hundred two. And don't be calling me asking for no bunch of free stuff. Anything you get for free should be like air or sunshine. But if it's to help you with your life, it's going to cost you something, including calling me. So I'm just going to tell you that. The other thing is write out. When you write this apology, don't let it be the only thing that you do is apologize. I am telling you, write out how you miss them and why. Write out what they truly mean to you. And don't be like, I met, I love you, James, because if it wasn't for you, we couldn't pay this car. No, don't write nothing like that. You know, write out the truth about the things that this person does for you, not to you. Because I know men, baby, you know the way you pop it on me. It's just, oh, Lord Jesus. You know, you can't write that. She doesn't, she ain't understanding that you're missing some freaky stuff. Write down things that really matter. That's for you two ladies, you two gentlemen, and be specific. You know, mention a couple of examples of things that this person did that let you know that they were totally in your corner. And do not pressure someone to forgive you. Let that, just tell somebody, you know, because if you really love them, and you have learned your lesson, you're going to give this person time to heal. Because if you can't do that, you're a control freak. And you don't understand the full measure. Because I'm going to tell you like this. I'm not going to lie. I am shallow as hell. I am totally shallow. If you did something to me, you could probably glue the scales back on a moving fish faster than get me to forget about it. Now, I may forgive you, but we ain't finna get back together. I'm, I'll be like, you know what, we're good, you know, you garden tool. No, I'm not going to say that. But the truth of it is, I, I'm not that good. Women are really good at this. But see, here's the problem with you sisters, and I'm going to tell you, I love you. You know, anytime I say I love you, I'm going to get you, right? I love you, 
However, sister, don't forgive somebody just to let them back in so you can keep reminding them of what they did. And if you can't forgive somebody, it's okay. No is a complete sentence. You do not have to explain. And and more than anything else, going into this other thing, I told you to forgive yourself and try to become friends with this person. Try to actually, after you've been through your foolishness, stop where you were and say, you know what, if I've, I know I screwed us up, I know I can't fix this, but one day I hope that we can at least be friends. And that's real right there. Often God will allow you to make some of the dumbest mistakes to prevent you from screwing up your future. This may be the case, you know, and if it has gone, the everybody comes into your life. You guys have heard me say what I'm about to say several times over. I'm going to say just some Dr. D stuff right now, right? You cannot unstrike a match. That's number one. You cannot unstrike a match. Number two, as long as you remain in a go-nowhere dysfunctional relationship, you're hurting at least four people, the person you're with, yourself, and the two people that God had intended for you to meet. So if this is the end of the road with somebody, let it be the end of the road. I'm, I'm telling you right now, let it be the end of the road. Let it go. Just let it go. Now, my producers are telling me, please take a call. Okay. I'm going to say this number. You call out. We're clearing the queue right now. The number is 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. Press the number 1, and I will take your call and give you some free advice to help you fix whatever your situation is. But if you choose to call that number, please do not use anyone's full name and do not uh, list the city that you're calling from because people ain't stupid. You've got about three minutes to call into the show. If you don't, I'm going to continue with the show and get ready to wrap things up. Now, the, the other thing that I want to say to you is as you sit back and look at this situation, you need to be praying not only for the person that you hurt, but for yourself. You need to pray that you don't be so damn stupid again. Okay, no, nah, I didn't, I didn't, I, well, maybe, okay, that, yeah, that, I would probably say something like that. And you, you may want to pray for that, by the way. But honestly, pray for wisdom and pray and ask God to let you see yourself the way that he sees you. Pray that this person whom you have hurt, who you betrayed, can be restored emotionally and mentally and not carry this pain and this burden through the rest of their lives. And if you're someone that somebody did you something really bad and you're listening to this program right now, everything that I just said, every single bit of it, if the person doesn't come at you like this exactly the way I just described they full of crap, man. They don't mean nothing they saying to you, and and that's and that apology is not sincere. Girlfriend, homeboy, don't you don't bleed a hype. You know, let the doorknob hit them where the dog should have bit them. They're they're just trying to control you and get you back, only to repeat history again. Warning. So if you don't hear that, shame on you. You know, like they say, if you fool me once, shame on me. You fool me twice, shame on you. You fooled me three times, that's a damn shame. And I do mean that. Do not allow yourself to take someone else or yourself through another episode of needless hell while you call that a fiasco, a relationship. That is not a relationship. Um, I want to find the right words for this one. Do unto other people as you'd have them do unto you before they kill you. No, I'm just kidding. But do unto other people the way that you want to be treated. Treat, ladies, treat men the way you want somebody to treat your son. And I don't care if your son looks like, like, like his daddy and you hate his daddy. Don't let that be the excuse. But treat people the way you want someone to treat your child. Gentlemen, treat women the way you want someone to treat your daughter, your mother, right? 
you may not like your sister, so we won't use her for an example. But your mother and your daughter, you should actually love. So put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And while you're sitting there getting ready to check into the Bada Hour Motel, and by the way, why would you go there? That's nasty. You know they probably got bed, you know if they got bed bugs and stuff at the Hyatt Regency. You know that they probably got roaches that can talk. Don't be going to them cheap hotels with anybody, even your girl. Um, the other thing is, if you're gonna do some little freaky stuff, do it with the person you love. If they if they don't know what to do, train them. I assure you, it is a whole lot better to invest the time and money with someone who is investing time and money in you. Stop trying to find an external solution to an internal problem. If you are not ready to be in a relationship, don't be in one. Just date. You know, the person that you're with right now, you can just tell them, look, I'm not putting no labels on this. We're dating. And you can date somebody and have a great relationship with them. You don't always have to be playing husband and wife and we're going to get married and, you know, we're going to move in, buy a cat, dog, you know. No, that's like buying a snag of tooth Rottweiler. When somebody breaks in the house, what's the dog going to do, gum them down? I mean, no. Stop playing with life. Be where you really are in your life. If you're not ready for marriage, don't get married. If you're not ready to be accountable to people, don't be telling them you are. You can date and still have a great time with someone. You can go to the movies. You can go to dinner. You can do whatever it is grown folks do. You do not have to set up these false expectations because that's what society, that's what your family, that's what your biological clock is. No such damn thing as a clock that's ticking. Because, one, people don't know how old you are until you tell them, unless you've been, you look old as heck. Nobody knows your age. Your time with life and be who you really are. Because until you are the person that God, created you to be, how can you ever manifest your full purpose? With that said, let's do the housekeeping now. Housekeeping thing number one, go and follow me on Twitter. It's D underscore Yvonne underscore Young. While you're listening to this show on Blog Talk Radio, I promise they're not going to track you down and follow you and spy on your computer and cut your cam on because y'all might be doing something inappropriate, and I surely don't want to see that. So hit the follow button on Blog Talk Radio. That way you can – we don't have to have you on a list, and every time our, our program comes on, you will get a notification that it's on. So just hit the follow button. The other thing is I want to thank you so much. Uh, anytime that you have millions of people support what you do, I have enough sense to know that's not me. I know that's God. And I know that he's using this program, uh, the books, the blogs, all these things that I'm very much so fortunate and blessed to do to help make this world a better place. But I couldn't do that without you guys and I wouldn't be me if it wasn't for you. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to tell you that I am so grateful uh, for your continued love and support. The Facebook page, make sure you go there and hit the like button on the page as well as the content. Share your opinions. Who knows? You may say that one thing that someone needs to hear in order to let them know that they're not the only one that's going through whatever they're going through. And you may make some good friends out of there. You know, I have 30,000 people that are following me on that page and uh, seven, uh, what is it, 25, 2,300 followers and 5,000 friends and what have you. That's a few folk that are just like you, very good people. So I want to tell you I love you madly. Most sincerely I do. Have an awesome week. Bye now.